Sota, Perak Tes, Mishnah Hei, 9.5. The Mishnah continues on after the measuring has been done by the members of the Sanhedrin, says the Mishnah, Niftru Ziknei Yerushalayim Bahalchulahen. So they have done their job, and therefore they're dismissed to go back to Yerushalayim, those five members of the Sanhedrin. And then Ziknei Osa Ha'ir, and then the elders, meaning the members of the 23-person Bezdin, at the closest city to where the corpse was found, Mevin Eglas Bakar, they bring a calf. An eagle means a calf in its first year. An eagle is a male, an egla is a female calf, and this is an, an egla, so this would be a female calf. Since the Pasik says not just um, an eagle, but an eglas bakar, so the shita of the chum and Allah is that this is an animal that even is in its second year, as long as it hasn't reached two years old, so it's like an even baby or adolescent um, cow. According to Rebeliezer, by the way, it's specifically in its first year. So they bring this cow, asher lo mashcha ba'ol, that hasn't ever pulled something by means of a yoke. So the Pasuk actually said not just um, that it can't have been hooked up to a yoke, but even lo ubad ba, it can't even be an animal that has been worked at all. So the idea is either if you did any intentional working of it or if you hooked it up to a yoke without even really intention, intentionally doing work, but if it moved just even one tefach up with a yoke on it, so then it becomes invalidated. Um, so it can't be an animal that has worked. The aim moon posalba, and although it can't have done work, which makes it kind of seem a little bit like the para duma that has a similar restriction, um, but here there's no issue of a mum. Okay, so the the para duma can't have a mum, but that's because the pasuk says I share ein bah mum. The pasuk says it has to be a cow that doesn't have a mum. That doesn't apply over here to the eglarufa, so therefore it could be. And now with the mum, the mums are these um, blemishes. There is a list of seventy-three different mumun kavuin kind of blemishes. They're like a, I'll call them like they're non. We're not talking about a trefa here, where the animal couldn't live with its with its uh, defect, but rather something that's more cosmetic. So it has like a, a wart or a cataract or some kind of like split on the skin and these kind of things. So that would make a korban invalidated um, as as a mum and. Um, also a paraduma, but not eglarufa. So eglarufa, as long as it's not a, a trefa, could be brought and used, notwithstanding the fact that it's not a, a perfect animal, it has, in fact, even a mum. Um, just pointing out here, the, if you learn the sugas, you see that this this um, eglarufa is like kind of like a quasi-carbon. It's not really a carbon. It's not being brought on the Yerushalayim, for sure not. Um, but like if you look at the Ramban at the end of the parsha and the Chumash, so he says this is kind of like a, a almost like a carbon that's done outside the base of Mikdash, kind of like um, the the Seir Mishdaleach, that scapegoat, which is sent um, to atone for the Jewish people. It's not a Korban, per se, right? It's sent out, and not both an offer the Mizbech. So here, too, we're trying to effect some Kapara atonement for the Jewish people and the members of, of the town that were responsible for this in some way, perhaps, and so on, and for the society as a whole, has a murder in its midst. So we're getting some kind of a Kapara, and so it's like a quasi, sort of like a Korban. So it's a Teeny, it's not much of a chiddush, but it's like teeny chiddush that there's no mum uh, problem, no restrictions of a mum. Um, but you will see, just for example, just to illustrate the point here, any animal that gets um, that dies is an avela and is a source of tumah. Uh, if it's shechted, uh, then it's not a normal ritual slaughter. Then it's not considered a avela. It's a shchut and doesn't convey tumah. So the same way the Gemara speaks out that by uh, malika. Uh, that happens they, with, with the chata sa'ofra or a 
the bird, a bird can be a sacrifice as a chatos or an ola, and the way that they are slaughtered in the base of Mikdash is through Smokal Malika, which essentially is um, the Kohen um, inserts his thumbnail through the, the back of the neck of the bird, very much like and learned actually the connection to here where we're killing the the eagle, this little calf, on the back of its neck. And the same way that although that's not a ritual slaughter in terms of shechita, the birds, Ola Sa'of and the Chata Sa'of, that have Malika done to them in the base of Mikdash, are not considered to be Nevelos, they're not source of Tumah. So too, um, the Egla Rufa, when it gets its Aretha, it gets, like, I'll call it beheaded from behind, um, although it didn't get a shechita, it still doesn't um, convey Tumah, it's not a Nevela. So you see there's like a quasi-Korban situation going on over here. Okay? Nevertheless, Mum is not a problem. Umoridin osab lenachal esan. Now, to do this um, procedure, the members of the local Bezdin have to um, acquire this calf. So they're going to do the buying of it and bringing of it. The money to purchase it actually comes from the, all the members of the city from which they are coming, since everyone needs to be sort of getting atonement from the whole members of the city, since someone maybe perhaps was remiss in his obligations to provide whatever kind of support that might have helped this uh, this victim to not have been killed. Um, and then it's done at a Nachal Eisan. Nachal means, so there's a machlokus here. Rashi learns it's an amek, like a valley. And the redox says it's like a valley through which water is flown. I'm going to translate Nachal as a wadi. A wadi is essentially a river um, that flows in the wintertime and dries up in the in the uh, like the summer and fall. It's dry. There's no water there. So that would conform to the Radak and Rashi. Um, but Rashi understands that this is like a dry riverbed now, like a wadi. You take it down there, that's what the Nachal is. And Asan, which means like harsh and hard, means it has to be like a, there's like sort of hard, like bedrock at the bottom of this riverbed in the, in the wadi. And that's the place to do it. According to the Rambam, the Nachal here refers to not a riverbed, but a river proper. So the water's flowing, and it's Eitan, it, the water's flowing with strength, okay? Truth is, it could be that a, that a, a wadi has a river flowing strength, with strength some of the time, and sometimes it's, it's got a little trickle, and sometimes it's dry. Whatever the answer is, according to the Rambam, you wouldn't do it like in the water, but rather beside the water anyways, at the edge of the water, um, where it's flowing. And according to Rashi, you can do it in the riverbed proper, um, above those hard stones. The Eisan Kamashmo Kashe says the Mishnah Eisan means, like it means elsewhere, something that's, that's hard and harsh, hard. Now the truth is, although the Pasuk does typically it should be a Nachal Eitan, a hard um, Nachal, but if it's not Eitan, it's still kosher bidi evit. This is learned out from the Pasuk, because the Pasuk actually, um, first it says it should be a Nachal Eitan, that's for sure true. It says, V'horido zikne ha'ir, ha'hi, es ha'egla, el Nachal Eitan. But then it goes on to say, sham esa egla benachal. It says that the actual arifa, the decapitation, should happen at a nachal, no mention of Asan. And in fact, the word nachal is sort of redundant. We know where it was happening. So therefore, the extra mention of nachal teaches us it has to be a nachal, that's ma'akav, that's essential. But if it happens to be a nachal, that's not Asan, that's not totally hard and harsh for whatever reason, uh, that would still be okay, be the evid after the fact. Here the Mishnah says specifically how to do it. It's done um, with a kofitz, which is like a, a cleaver, a butcher's cleaver. From the behind, meaning from like behind the neck. The word oref means like the, the back of the neck. So like, so orfin means turning into a verb. And we, we, um, we hit it from the back of the neck. It's not perfectly clear if it needs to actually be decapitated proper or if just you 
if the people doing it actually would sever the simonim there, they keep it alive, the trachea and the esophagus, um, if that would be sufficient. Okay. The place where the calf is beheaded, uh, that decapitation makes the ground beneath it forbidden for further work. From Zriya's planting seeds, Avod does other kind of work. And the truth is, if you just say Mila Avod, you couldn't work it, that would include planting. So therefore, the Gemara says, yeah, teaching the restrictions are things um, using the land like you use it for planting, meaning using the land itself for it's like out of the ground. But therefore, it's the ground itself that you can't use. But says the Mishnah, umutar lisrok sham pishtin, ulinaker sham avanim, doing work atop the ground, not using the ground itself. Like, for example, if you use that place to do combing of flax to get out the fibers, or if you're doing it, um, avanim, you're sort of dressing stones, like chip, you know, um, what do you, what's the word? Like dressing. You're, 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 you're making blocks like for pavement or something or for construction with a chisel. Uh, so that would be permitted because you're not using the ground itself. You're just using the ground. It's like a work space and that would be permitted.